Hello, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 406. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week, and today I want to tell you a story from my life in the Cube Farms, the day that I found out my co-workers thought I was the sort of guy who would come to work with a sword. Why does that matter? And for that matter, why should you consider becoming a sword guy yourself? Well, I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Then let's talk five reasons to become a sword guy. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Five reasons to be a sword guy. You know, the the term sword guy uh, came to me because I remember reading an article. It was a very humorous article. It was written by a woman who talked about how she keeps dating sword guys. And uh, I think by that she meant that, you know, she would she would end up in a relationship with a guy or maybe it was a little more casual than that. And she'd come over to the guy's house or apartment and he'd have swords. And you all know what I'm talking about. We've all seen those videos where like you go on YouTube and you see a video of a dude. If he's got weaponry mounted directly to his drywall with no like display stand or anything else to sort of legitimize it. We all know that guy's probably single. There are just some stereotypes, and I I should know, I was that guy. I mean, we've all been there at some point in our lives. But I am also, proudly, a sword guy. I like swords. And uh, here at Warrior Life, we do a lot of work with machetes, which I don't want to alarm you, but I'm going to let you in on the little secret that a machete is basically a short sword. The the style of uh, fighting that Jeff learned before he ended up uh, creating the combat machete program at Warrior Life, one of the styles he, he studied was called gutka. I'm probably mispronouncing that. The vowel in there always messes with me a little bit. It's gutka or gutka, something like that. It's a Sikh system. The Sikhs are a warrior people. If you've ever seen a dude wearing a turban who's got a bracelet on one arm and he's always got a knife on him somewhere, that guy is a Sikh. They are a, a warrior people. Uh, and this is the sort of sword fighting system, or one of them. They could have more than one for all I know. But, uh, but Jeff learned that system from Sikhs. And I think that's one of the more interesting pieces of his history. I personally have always been a sword guy. I've always loved him. I think you're just born with that sort of genetic switch that says knives and swords are cool. I mean, how, how could they not be? I'm also a child of the 80s. And I grew up, you know, when during the ninja boom of the 1980s. So on my sword rack, and yes, I have one. I have a nice ninja sword. I have uh, several other swords. These aren't decorator swords either. These are quality carbon swords, but we'll get to that. Um, the, the thing about swords is... A lot of people think of it as a joke. That, you know, And yes, there's a lot of different jokes you can make. Kind of like this woman who wrote the article about how she kept dating sword guys. And she was, I guess, somewhat chagrined by that, uh, to drag out a 10-cent vocabulary word. She thought it was funny because, you know, most women want to think of themselves as, as quite desirable. And I guess when you think you've bedded a nerd, essentially, 
You know, sword guys are kind of nerds of the martial arts world, or they're thought of as such in some circles. But my argument is, and the, the point of this podcast is, I don't think they should be. I think there are five very good reasons to be a sword guy and why you should embrace it. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. Mostly because swords are cool and I like them, but also because you may be missing out on a very viable weapon, a very useful weapon, if you haven't considered, you know, I, I guess uh, either a short version or a longer version of a long sharpened blade. Now, anything you can do with a sword, you can do with a machete, but we'll get to that too. And I promise I will tell you the story of how my coworkers, back when I worked in an office, how they thought that I was the kind of guy who would bring a sword to work. And I, I'll, I'll explain. Uh, number one in my five reasons to be a sword guy, you can't carry it around, no, but, and it's a big but, uh, we like to think of swords as, again, the stuff of memes. Uh, there's that one meme going around where the, the kid is wearing a fedora and posing with the sword. He's like, while you were doing such and such and so and so, I studied the blade. And he's you know clearly trying to be all cool and, and, and emo, as, as the children used to say. Uh, and he's the opposite of cool. But Swords are actually really functional, really powerful weapons. We have kind of a, a modern arrogance that says two to three feet of sharpened steel just isn't dangerous now that there are things like guns in the world. But the fact is, swords are super dangerous. Uh, in the UK, where it's very difficult to buy a gun anymore, um, they still have plenty of gun violence, of course. But one thing they do seem to have a lot of are sword attacks, because swords were more readily available than some other types of weapons. And a lot of people figured out real fast that the sword is a super powerful weapon. I mean, it's basically a sharpened bat. It is two to three feet of, if you get a good one and you take good care of it, razor-sharp steel that makes a great home defense weapon. Um, now, granted, in close quarters, if you have kind of a cramped house, or even if you don't, a short sword is probably a better indoor choice than a very long sword. So, you know, you've got your standard, you know, medieval hand-and-a-half sword. Uh, Cold Steel used to sell a really nice, like, hand-and-a-half sword, which, which I quite liked. Um, they may still, I don't know, uh, that company got bought, so who knows what they sell these days. Um, and, the, you know, you've got your typical Japanese short sword. Cold Steel makes a lot of machete swords. They're, they're swords sort of manufactured to machete specs. So down, I, I, have, I have these for gardening legitimately, and I've used at least one of them to do just that. They have like a Chinese war sword machete. They have a katana machete. There's been a couple of versions of that one. Cold Steel made a really lame one, and then they're like, wait, what if we made it look like an actual Japanese sword? And that one's much better because it's, it's more functional too. Uh, it's more comfortable and it, it's more curved and so on and so forth. Um, they have a, it's like a Burmese Da, which is kind of like a really skinny machete. The Da is a very underrated sword. But anyway, you can get all these swords. You can get real versions of these swords. You can spend a few hundred bucks or you can spend more. But swords are really powerful weapons. Uh, it makes a great trunk weapon as long as it's not against your local laws for you to be carrying something like that around in your car. Um, it will stab, it will cut, it has immense reach, it's very powerful. You could cut someone's limb off if you really worked at it. It's harder to do that than people might, you know, tell you. Uh, it's really dangerous, is the point I'm making. Uh, and dangerous in a good way if you want something that will defend you. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, in a world where I can buy a shotgun, why would I need a sword? Well, 
you're not always going to have a firearm. It pays to have alternative weapons, especially in these gun control happy days. It pays to have a backup. And swords, while they are definitely uh, not the first choice, the gap between a firearm and a sword is fairly large, but there's not a lot of better choices in between. So, you know, the, the, having a sword or a short sword for home defense makes a lot of good sense. If you don't, don't have a gun, you can't have a gun, you live somewhere where you can't have a gun, maybe you've made some mistakes in your past and you're not allowed to own a gun. You know, I, I used to know a guy who has sadly passed away. Um, and he had a record. You know, he had been uh, into drugs in his early days, and he ended up with a record that made him a felon, and he could not own a firearm. Well, this dude got really, really into big knives, and later he became a knife maker and uh, became fairly prominent in the knife community for that stuff. And, uh, you know, he so he sort of turned a bug into a feature, if you will. He was really into carrying around great big knives, which he could legally where he was. Um, and that was his his option for self-defense when he couldn't care, just physically, legally couldn't have a firearm at all. Couldn't even have one in the house. Uh, really sad when, when that guy, he died in an accident in his home. I think he fell and hit his head. Really sad. You, you never know the people around you when they will be taken from you. So you should take the time to really enjoy the people that you enjoy. <laughs> and on that strangely melancholy note, let's talk about number two. Swords are not that hard to learn up to a point. Um, the, the basic mechanics for delivering force with a sword are really simple. If you can swing a bat and learn a couple of basic diagonal cuts, you can learn the sword. Um, you know, basically you need to keep your leg out of the way of where the blade will be when you do like a diagonal cut. So you step forward with your right leg and you cut from right to left with your left leg back. It's really pretty simple to deliver force with a sword, to slash and to thrust with a sword. I'm not talking about dueling another person armed with a sword because that would get crazy and you'd be nuts to do so. And nobody lives like that unless you're Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Um, but really, to learn to use a sword to deliver force, to actually use against another human being, pretty easy. And, you know, anything that you can do with your your sword, um, any sword you have, those skills translate to the machete, which brings me to number three. Sword skills are machete skills. Uh, the machete is just a short sword, and we at Warrior Life have marketed our guardian machete. I have multiple guardian machetes of every generation we've put out with all the changes we've done to the design, the tweaks we've done over the years. I love the guardian machete. It's one of my favorites, and believe me, I have a lot of machetes. But anything you can do with a sword, you can do with a machete, and pretty much vice versa. The machete is a little shorter, so it's better at close quarters, um, but... All of the things you do when you're practicing with your sword, same thing, still works. Um, our Guardian machete is top of the line, but there's lots of machetes on the market, like the Cold Steel ones I mentioned. If you don't want one of those, and I'm, I'm going off of memory here, I think I remember saying Jeff saying that he didn't prefer the Cold Steel machetes, and I think it might have been because several of their machetes were a little too flexible for his liking, but that's me remembering, so don't hold him to that. But uh, he has good taste in blades overall. Um, one of the cheaper brands of machete you could buy is Tramontina, which is favored by people in Brazil, where they use machetes as working tools all the time. Uh, there's lots of others. Condor makes some really, really nice machetes. Um, up to and including, like, you might want to go beyond machete to swords. There are lots of swords on the market that are really good. 
Um, back when I was buying swords a lot, and I don't anymore because I have so many that there's really no need for me to add more to my life. Um, back when I was buying a lot of them, I used to buy from Hanway a lot. I believe there's another company called, it's either Chen or Chenes Cutlery that puts out some really good swords. And uh, they they are well made. And, y- you know, you, you have so much selection, you don't realize it. I'll get to the battle-ready stuff. Um, but I promised you a story, and I'm going to tell you that story now. While you're on the path to becoming a sword guy, you can't carry it around, but it makes a good home defense weapon. It's easy to learn. Uh, if you're learning the sword, you're learning the machete. All of these things are positives. But there is a downside, and that is that swords are obvious. And I say this because when you become a sword guy, if you ever talk about it, you'll get known for that, and then nobody's going to cut you any slack, if you'll pardon me the pun. What I mean is, one day I bought a sword-shaped umbrella, because I like swords. And the umbrella looked cool. It had a, you know, a hilt like a medieval sword. I know they make a samurai sword version, too. And I thought, this is cool. I'm gonna, and it comes with a little strap uh, and a carrying, uh, like a carrying sack. You slide the umbrella in, and then the, you can put it over your shoulder to carry the umbrella, because it doesn't, you know, close. It's very large. It's not compact at all. So I had that over my shoulder. And back when I worked in an office, before I worked for Warrior Life, I took it to work. And that, you know, the day that you take your sword-shaped umbrella to the office is the day that you find out all of your coworkers think you're the kind of lunatic who would bring a sword to the office. I got complaint after complaint. I'm surprised nobody from HR said anything. I I had to vow never to take that umbrella to work ever again because I didn't want the trouble. I had already been stopped by a mall security guard in a shopping mall back when shopping malls were a thing uh, who thought I had a sword and I had to show him that it was an umbrella. Uh, But, you know, I don't know why I thought, well, the office will be okay. No, the office was not okay. Everyone thought I had brought a sword to work and then they wouldn't bring it up. I'm like, so you think I brought a weapon to work but nobody's going to talk to me about it? Finally... I talked to one of my coworkers who said to me the coolest thing anyone has ever said to me in life. I said, Scott, man, why would you assume that I have a sword? Why wouldn't you just default to it must be an umbrella or something else because obviously he's not a crazy person and wouldn't bring a sword to work, which is highly inappropriate. Why would you assume that? He looked at me and he said, I just figured today was the day. (laughs) And I've always remembered that. It was the coolest thing anybody's ever said to me. I just figured today was the day. Uh, Now, uh, on to number four on our list of why you should be a sword guy, but not take your sword-shaped umbrella to work. Uh, Oh, before I move on, I should point out, there was an incident at one of the local colleges here where somebody had one of the Japanese-style sword-shaped umbrellas, so the handle looks like a samurai sword. Well, it's all black, and it had a strap on it, and he had it over his shoulder, just like I was carrying my medieval-style sword umbrella. Got onto a bus somewhere at one of the local colleges, and the bus driver thought he had a rifle over his shoulder. So that, that college actually went into lockdown thinking there was an active shooter scenario over a sword umbrella. So that's a couple of layers of unintended consequences. At least nobody thought my sword was, was a rifle. But man... I just thought today was the day. Um, So to recap so far, five reasons you should be a sword guy. Number one, you can't carry them around, but they make great home defense weapons. And if you can stage one in your car legally, they make a good weapon there too. Uh, Number two, the sword is really easy to learn. Number three, those skills translate to the machete, which is the most useful thing of all. Uh, 
And that brings me to number four. One of the benefits of the sword is the longer reach and the range that it gives you compared to a knife, a club, a tomahawk, any other close quarters weapon. You can really reach out and touch someone with a sword from much farther away. And the whole length of the cutting edge is the danger part. You know, you can do a lot with a sword. You can cut and stab with the sword, and you've got a lot of range to do it. So that's a significant reason making swords a viable weapon. Uh, the downside, of course, is that you do need room to operate. So again, choose a shorter sword if you live in cramped quarters or you're just worried about being able to maneuver through the inside of your home with your blade. Um, if you get a lot of challenges from other fellow immortals, you know, you're just going to have to choose. I, I've always assumed that the Highlander people chose their furniture accordingly. Um, I hope I'm not dating myself with the Highlander references. That's an old movie and an old television show now. And I forget sometimes that I'm old now. And, and there are people who don't know all of my references. And that's a little disturbing. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and that brings me to number five. And I've, I've hinted at this throughout this podcast. There's a great selection of functional swords, what they would call battle-ready swords. And the difference is there are a lot of swords on the market that are not meant for use. Years ago, before I knew any better, I bought a Highlander sword. I, I mentioned the television show Highlander. Well, this was a replica of that sword from the, from the movie. Uh, they also made a replica version for the television series that came out. The, the movie stars, uh, uh, what the heck is his name? Christopher Lambert. And the television series starred Adrian Paul for most of its run. And that's trivia that you know now. But they had different swords. And they were both Japanese-style swords with elaborate hilts. The version that I bought was from a company called Marto. It was stainless steel. And it had what they call a rat tail tang, meaning that the bottom of the blade is just a little sort of cylinder of metal that is mounted inside the plastic handle. Well, you can imagine that is not a good system for anything you're actually going to use. That system can snap under its own weight when you're just swinging the sword around. And stainless steel is totally unsuitable for a sword blade because, uh, and here I'm briefly going to get into steel esoterica, if you'll forgive me the term, carbon steel is functional and strong enough if it's properly heat treated to be a sword blade. When you add things like chromium and vanadium to carbon steel, you get stainless steel. It is stainless steel because it is less susceptible to rust, but those, the chromium and the vanadium and whatever else is added to the stainless steel generally makes it weaker. It's weaker and therefore will snap under its own weight or break or bend if it's not properly heat treated. It is not suitable in a full-length sword. You can get away with stainless steel knives, but uh, if you get to sword length, stainless steel becomes actually dangerous to the user. Uh, that's one of the reasons that our Guardian machetes are like this really nice 1095 uh, carbon steel that's been heat treated really well. Um, and I know one of the original Guardian machete videos, Jeff like hacked open a car hood with it and, you know, was basically showing that it was not damaged after that, after that torture test. Um, but you can buy a lot of great swords on the market that are made of carbon steel, 10, 1095 and other carbon steels, as long as they're properly heat treated. Um, they the the machete swords that i mentioned from cold steel are all functional although you know that's that's up to your preference lots of other swords on the market like from the companies that i mentioned um you can get a functional sword for not that much money um yes if you want to go the full like i bought a legit japanese style sword it's easy to spend hundreds uh, even a couple of grand on a sword like that depending on what you buy and where you buy it from 
Uh, but for $100, $200, you can get a very nice functional carbon steel sword from a lot of different manufacturers. Um, and beware, they don't all come super sharp. Uh, you must be prepared to sharpen your blade to get it sharp enough to be of use. And it doesn't have to be like... You don't have to throw a piece of paper at it and be able to cut the paper in the air in half. You know, it doesn't have to be that sharp to be dangerous, but it needs to be functionally sharp. You know, you, it needs to be sharp enough that you'd cut yourself if you ran your thumb down the edge, um, because you need to picture what you'd be using that sword to do to deliver force. So it's really that simple. I think swords make good sense as a backup weapon, as a home defense weapon to supplement, you know, if you run out of ammo or you can't get ammo or you can't have a gun or you don't have a gun, um, swords are relatively easy to get and, and they're very, very powerful. Um, I've talked before about how powerful knives are. Well, swords are just knives only more so. There's a lot more you can do. You can get a lot more leverage, a lot more power. So for those five reasons, I think you should be a sword guy. Um, they make great home defense weapons. They're easy to learn. The crossover to machete skills, uh, they offer great range as long as you're aware of the limitations of your environment. And there's a great selection of battle-ready carbon steel swords that you can get right now for not that much money, for less than you'd certainly pay for a firearm. So I, I think those are all great recommendations for the sword. You don't have to go all out and become a full-on, I have a rack of swords in my office uh, sword guy like I am. But trust me, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, that's going to about do it. Thank you for indulging me. I hope you've seen the, the benefit in being a sword guy. And uh, if that lady who finds herself dating sword guys over and over again is still out there, well, you know, that might be another inducement. You might be able to find yourself the type of lady who enjoys dating sword guys if you're a guy. Um, you know, whatever you're into. All right, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I have been Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive. Survive.